That's our ope, huh? Right off the bat. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> well, uh, hi, this is The Cabin. I'm Eric, and we have an ope from our Wisconsin's Best Bites episode, Mariah, the drive-in edition, and apparently it's mine. Uh-oh. Own it. Yeah. Uh, episode <laughs> 23, which is surprisingly a while ago now. Oh, wow. Yeah. Our, our listener, I Know the Best Curd Place. Ooh. That's the listener name. <laughs> okay. Uh, corrected us, mainly me, that Charlie's drive-in is in Hortonville and not Greenville. Oh. So I just I just screwed up because uh, they're both on Highway 15, formerly US 45. And um, so, uh, yes, Charlie's is in Greenville. I just screwed up. My bad. Well, thank you, Curd Place expert, for keeping us honest. Yeah. Eric, I'm going to tell you what my kindergarten teacher told me. It's okay to make a mistake. <laughs> I will say the rest of his review was very nice. You know, he talked about how the hosts have great chemistry. The passion for all things Wisconsin mirrors his own. Yeah. So thanks for the correction and for this lovely review. I do appreciate the correction, Mr. I know the best curd place. And I will, per your advice, try the double malt at Charlie's because he says, try the double malt at Charlie's and you'll forget all else. Just like I forgot to say Hortonville instead of Greenville. <laughs> Well, I know last week we were kind of lamenting the fact that summer was winding down. We didn't want mm. to accept that. But by the time this comes out, we will be two days away from football returning. And if that <laughs> means it's fall, I'm okay with that. My mind is fully in football mode. I'm ready for the office fantasy football draft tonight, ready to defend my championship. Mariah, how are you feeling? The not as ready as you. <laughs> I'm worried that's I'm not. Right. I'm worried I'm going to be late to the draft, but that's okay. What are you going to do? I mean, football and fall colors. I'm ready to welcome the season if that's what it brings, and uh, that's what we're going to be talking about today, right? Dave, yes. did I tell you that my dad used to work for Brett Favre? No. Oh, there's a fun fact. What did he do? He, he used sold to crops. Work on his uh, like traveling security team. So like when Brett used to go around and do signings at different locations, my dad was part of the team ah. that did his personal security. Very nice. Ooh. He didn't supply him with, what was the jeans that Brett Favre was? Wrangler. The... Wrangler. Yeah, he didn't. <laughs> did he always have a backpack full of extra Wranglers for Mr. Favre? Wow. No, no, he did not. But he did supply my dad with lots of like very nice personally signed. Like our, we have like a downstairs hallway at my parents' house and it's just like very nice personalized messages from Brett Favre to my dad signed on pictures. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> it's cute. So cool. Yeah. Okay. So today we are talking, speaking of fall, scenic Wisconsin drives for fall colors, which I think I know is a very anticipated topic. Mm-hmm. I think we're going to break the podcast world here with our, I'm, I'm anticipating our numbers are going to be good for this one because this is one that's gotten requested, not just for the podcast, but for Dis Discover Wisconsin in general, our show, social media. So I feel like the bar is very high for us right now. Oh boy. <laughs> pressure. <laughs> well, here's hoping we don't screw it up. Hey. 
The Cabin is brought to you by the Wisconsin Counties Association, and this week we're featuring Marquette County. The county seat is Montello, which is actually the only city in the county. There are also some villages and towns, of course, in Marquette County. Ten miles south of Montello, you'll find the Dalton area, which is a significant Amish community where you can find handmade furniture, a bakery, a greenhouse, and more. The Fox River National Wildlife Refuge is located in Marquette County, and it is, believe it or not, a national protected area. Of course, this area is home to a ton of great hiking and biking trails, perfect for summer or fall. It's a great area to get out and just enjoy rural Wisconsin and just the natural beauty of the state. Agreed. All right. So it's still technically summer. It's the 8th as we as we release this 8th of September. Meteorologically, it's fall. Technically, we've got two more weeks of summer. But either way, leaves are starting to change up north. And over the next six to eight weeks, that's just going to creep southward. And there's going to be some brilliant fall colors and some gorgeous drives coming up. Everybody's been asking about it, like Mariah said. So we're going to go over quite a few. And if you want to leave us a review or recommendation in the Around the Campfire page on Facebook, of course, we welcome that too. So Mm -hmm. Mariah, can I start? You absolutely can. All right. Now I'm going to go highway by highway. It's kind of my nature. Mm -hmm. Uh, And it's easier to follow because you just follow the number. But I'm going to start up north because that's where the the leaf changes are first. Uh, But up in the Northwoods, Highway 77 from Minong over to Mellon, which is between US 53 and Highway 13. That's part of the Great Divide Scenic Highway, which is the divide means that water north of there generally runs to Lake Superior and south of there runs to the Mississippi River. But the fall colors in that area are brilliant because it's very hilly and there's just nothing interrupting the trees. That's the kind of drive where you see a sign that will say elk crossing next 35 miles. <laughs> and it's just massive amounts of forest and a huge variety of trees. So you'll see a very wide artist's palette, if you will, of color changes up there in that area. So that that would be one of the first areas I'd recommend, especially for the month of September. And that's Highway 77? That's Highway 77. And, you know, a lot of the forest roads and county roads around it in that area. So if you went up 53 to Minong, which is where Jack Link's is, Jack Link's headquarters, and then Mm. just follow 77 towards Mellon, you'll see some gorgeous fall colors. And then right on the other side of Mellon off 169 is Copper Falls Copper, State yeah. Park and some Ooh, other. Which would be a good one during which the fall, would be, especially. Yep. Yeah. In fact, that's where you should wrap up that kind yes. of a trip. So, yes. Mm. I'm just going to get this out of the way right now. <laughs> <laughs> so my trigger finger can calm down for the rest of the segment. All right. That works. <laughs> I wondered how you were going to approach that sound effect throughout this entire episode. <laughs> Okay, well, since we're in the Northwoods, I'm going to start with my northernmost route, which is the Lake Superior Scenic Byway, also known as Highway 13. Mm-hmm. So the fall colors on the Bayfield Peninsula Tour, amazing. I would start in the Ashland area and then make your way north of Bayfield to the Brule River State Forest, which sprawls about 40,000 acres. Now, I do want to just deviate here a tiny bit because I found as I was trying to come up with not just some routes, but some great destinations, state forests kept popping into my head. Uh, Now there are about, I think there's 14 state forests in Wisconsin. And I know here, and I think in general, we talk a lot about state parks, but state forests tend to kind of fly under the radar a little bit. And obviously, you know, for a fall color tour, they're perfect. They're 
usually much more expansive than state parks, a lot bigger, with obviously a ton of trees, ton of foliage. So I have got a couple on my list here, but the Brule River State Forest definitely... I'm guessing the northernmost state forest that we have here in the state and definitely one worthy of driving around and hiking through during the fall months. It's along the Brule River, which is called the River of Presidents, because so many presidents like back in the early 1900s used to go up there and fish and get away from it all. Really? Yeah, get away from the annoying noise of the telegraphs and such (laughs) that they used to deal with back then. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I would also recommend drives along rivers usually yeah. bring about beautiful views and fall colors. And if you drive between Merrill and Tomahawk, this is a fairly short drive. It'd be a nice, you know, hour to hour little fall drive along Highway 107, which is kind of parallel to 51. 51 is the big freeway you go up to go to the Northwoods. 107 is this beautiful road that uh, just curves along the Wisconsin River between those two towns. Uh, and there's a beautiful state park in that area where you can check out um, that council that's council grounds which is filled with history and uh, a lot of beauty and the river is very crooked there so it just kind of follows along those banks you get some good hill crest views we can see real far and uh, that will get you close to another tour that i'll tell you about but mariah i'll let you take it now I see we're overlapping a tiny bit here. Okay, so we are. Yeah, I think so. Well, I just I'm noticing. Oh. I'm looking ahead. You've got. Well, I don't want to give it away, but I've got the <laughs> hilltop tour on here. This is where we're crossing over a little bit. So this will be a good segue into what what you're talking about. Um, Boy, we are. Yes, we're thinking alike <laughs> here, aren't we? Yeah. So I like this one, the hilltop tour. If you want, because obviously it's not just about the drive, although that's the you know the. The, the pinnacle of your trip here when you're talking about fall colors, but it's also adding little destinations along your road trip. And I like this one because there's three really iconic spots. So we've got, I'd start in Wausau at Rib Mountain State Park. I mean, of and I know I just talked about all the state forests and how state parks are going to take a little bit of the backseat here. But in this mm-hmm. case, I can't not talk about Rib Mountain State Park because it's probably got some of the best like aerial views of the, you know, of that kind of central Wisconsin area in general. It's so beautiful. You've, I'm sure you guys have heard me talk about how Wausau is one of my favorite cities to drive through because of that view of Rib Mountain State Park. Yeah. And then I'm going to, um, and now this is where I'm going to count on you, Eric, to help me out the highways here because I speak in terms of uh, landmarks and you're more on the, <laughs> the highway the side. male-female difference. It Diane is. Has proven Definitely. That. <laughs> um, so I want you to head to Tim's Hill. Which yeah. I think we've brought up here on the pod, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. A couple times. Before, yeah. yeah. Okay. So it's actually a county park, which is kind of crazy to me. I feel like <laughs> you wouldn't think, Tim. So yeah, you think it's like it's state kind of underwhelming when you drive up. I, I expected more, I guess, uh-huh. um, when I drove up to it. But but it just, yeah, it, it's definitely one that kind of sneaks up on you. It's not like, you know, county yeah. parks do tend to be a lot smaller than, you know, obviously state parks and then definitely state forests. So, but yeah, when you get there, so the Tim's Hill is the highest point in the state of Wisconsin. This is in Price County. And I think if I've got the elevation correct here, I think it's just shy of 2,000 feet at about 1,951. Is that right? Yep. 1,951.5. Can't forget that (laughs) half a foot. And it's called Tim's Hill because technically it has to be over 2,000 feet in elevation to be called a mountain. Oh, okay. Which is why it's not Tim's Mountain. Yeah. (laughs) Which is weird because it's Rib Mountain. Yeah, interesting. But which is slightly shorter. Now, an interesting fact here is for a long time in the state, everybody thought Rib Mountain was the highest point in the state and it was named as such. I think into the 40s or 50s as a matter of fact. 
Huh. And it wasn't until they did some additional geographic surveys they realized Tim's Hill was actually a little higher. Wow. The big difference is Rib Mountain is by far the highest hill relative to its surroundings. Right. It, more okay. dramatic. Because Rib, Mount, Rib Mountain stands out. Tim's Hill really doesn't. I mean, yeah. there's a series of high hills and Tim's Hill is a little bit higher than the rest. And the only reason you can, the only way you can tell you're at the highest point in the state is if you climb the climbing tower at Tim's Hill. Oh yeah. Because then when you look out, then you can tell. Yep. It's actually obvious you're at the highest point. And uh, from a fall color standpoint, I've been there in October mm. when the leaves were at their most brilliant and yeah. you're going to want to stand there for hours. You're not going to want to leave. Yeah. Bring a buck. I know we mentioned during the romantic episode that we had gone on our little mini moon up to Ashland. We hit Tim's Hill on our way back, and that was at peak color time. Ugh. And that I have a panorama picture on my phone that's just incredible from up there. Yeah, it's it's a stunner for sure. So after Tim's Hill, I'm going to encourage you to consider your road trip onto Nielsville home of the high ground. Now I've been to the high ground, but I've never been there during the fall. And that was one of my first thoughts when I visited the high ground for the first time was, man, this would be gorgeous during the fall. Another really beautiful panoramic view of the hills, the driftless area there. The high ground is a veterans memorial. It's just, I mean, it's stunning in and of itself. And then you add, I think all the color and I know it tops a lot of motorcyclists lists for their fall road mm -hmm. trips. So I figured it'd be fun to and the, that hilltop tour with the high ground. Yeah, that's right along US 10 on the west side of Nielsville. You can also see uh, Chatty Bell, the world's largest talking cow, <laughs> if you want to. And we talked about that in the building next to it. Uh, so that does make for a great trip. It's a long haul from Tim's Hill to Nielsville. How but, long? Uh, oh boy, off the top of my head, probably about 100, 120 miles. Oh, eh. probably closer to 100. But that's, that's good for a little road trip. It really is um, a stunning location and really a great location for the memorial because it's it's the place to stop and ponder yes. but it's also a great place to stop and see the fall colors absolutely so that is that would be a great tour if you went from wasa up to is it ogama i avoided saying it because i suck at saying that town name i always now i need to go to mispronounce I, I think we both i think we both do i'll bet mispronouncer doesn't even have a title oh, for that one she does no i've looked this up so many times has got everything she does and i always <laughs> Mess this up. It's just this town. Hold on. This is Wisconsin where you say Berlin and not Berlin. So <laughs> hold on. Pr wait. Pronunciations you... could go a long way. Ogama. Did you hear okay. that? Ogama. Ogama. Okay. Just like I thought. Okay. Needs an accent on the O. See, I'm glad <laughs> I didn't say it. I, I would have. Ogama. There you go. Now he's like Ogama. <laughs> there you go. Okay. Well, at this point, we've pronounced it every way, so one of them was right. <laughs> this is why. This is exactly why I never remember the pronunciation because I keep, I yeah. keep in my mind running through every option. All right, sorry. Back to you, uh, Eric. Uh, my next one. I'm, I'm just going to stay way up in the North Woods and mention a little highway that a lot of people have probably never checked out, and that's Highway 101 through Florence County, Ooh. which we don't we don't really give enough shout outs to Florence County. Because uh, it's home to Keys Peak, which is a great ski area in the wintertime. And you wouldn't necessarily think of that as a hilly area, but it really is. So you get a lot of beautiful views up there. And I mean, that's practically the UP and it's just forest everywhere through Florence County. So if you start in Florence, highways 2 and 141 sneak through there. It's right near the town of Spread Eagle. 
Uh, and, and then you can go from Florence down to U.S. Highway 8. And of course, from with 8, you can go all kinds of different places. But that drive on 101 over the Pine River and through the forests, a stunning for fall colors. And that'd be a great September drive, late September. This one's on my bucket list for sure. Okay. I have another, it's semi-destination, less about the route, but there's some great roads around the area, and I'm going to go back to the state forest conversation. So the Black River State Forest, about 68,000 acres. This is in Jackson County on the western side. I know. When I was looking up state forests, I was like, man, these are huge. I forget how big they are. Um, But it technically lies in two lobes here. It's the largest is just north of I-94, and the smaller lobe is to the south of I-94. Now, you can access the northern lobe of the forest via the North Settlement Road, and the road sweeps north 10 miles to the Dyke 17 Wildlife Area. And there's a few, I don't know how many I tried researching this, but I know there's a few observation towers. I also wanted to mention this area for the cranberry bogs in this mm. part of Wisconsin. Um, I mean, they're cool to pass any time of year, but especially in the fall because they're nice and bright while they're harvesting. And also from the elk, and you'd kind of tease this talking about the Price County area, Eric, but there's also elk. There's elk in two regions in Wisconsin, up there in the Price County area and also down in Jackson County. So if you get lucky, obviously drive carefully and slowly, and you may come across an elk in the Black River State Forest area or really throughout the Jackson County area. I also like this state forest because it's right on the edge of the Driftless. So when you climb up the observation towers, which I will warn you are steep, probably some, probably the steepest observation tower I've climbed, and I've climbed a lot of them in Wisconsin. So if you've got a little bit of a fear or you're a little uneasy with stairs, you've been warned. <laughs> but the view is rewarding. You get up there, and I don't know how many miles you can see, but it's like super hilly in one direction and then a little bit flatter in the other direction. It's just really cool to visually be able to see kind of that like that edge of the driftless area in Wisconsin. You know, you make a good point, Mariah, because we talk about fall colors. It's not all leaves. It can be cranberries, too. Those yeah. cranberry bogs add this brilliant red color to the landscape, and it's stunning. And, you know, we've, we've been to the Warren's Cranberry Festival more than a couple times. Mm. And uh, you, you notice that just in those in those bogs along with the trees. So it really does add a splash of brilliant color. I'd love to do a helicopter tour over that oh, whole area. Oh, yeah. That would be super cool. That would be stunning. Well, then I'll, I'll bring us to the uh, Driftless area because, of course, that's obviously a wonderful place for fall colors. Uh, I'm going to name two places. One is a highway. One is a park. Uh, highway 131 would be my primary recommendation through the Driftless area because It's a great north-south swath of the Driftless area. You cross the Kickapoo River, the crookedest river in the world, quote-unquote, 11 different times on that highway. Wow, that's So both the highway and the river are both very crooked. You pass through some cool river towns, and um, you also go by the Kickapoo Valley Reserve, Mm. which is a, a really cool natural area that they were actually going to build a dam in. So they were they cleared a lot of land and they did all this stuff and they were going to build a dam and then that got canceled. So now it's a it's a reserve with a lot of cool trails with a lot of beautiful viewing areas. And of course, you can kayak, especially around Ontario in the Kickapoo River. Uh, and then I'll, I'll do one other shout out because I was just in this place last weekend is uh, Perot State Park. Mm. In Trempolo, which am I now pronouncing that correctly? On yeah, you're, basis? yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you've learned. We were just up there and uh, I was checking out Brady's Bluff Trail and the views of the Mississippi River. And I guess we got to give Minnesota partial credit for this, too, because most of the bluffs you see are across the river. Uh, that is an incredible 
uh, view and wonderful trails and incredibly well done trails too, because the rock steps that they build, the ridges you go under, it's really a great uh, park to check out nature and fall colors, especially. Yes. I second that. It's a beauty. Okay. I'm trying to think if I even have any left on my list or if you get to double dip here, Eric. Are you sna- are you uh, doing some rustic roads in the oh, southern part of the state? Yeah, I forgot I had that on here. Well, I just <laughs> wanted to bring up the Lake Geneva area because we've filmed at least one, maybe two fall episodes in Lake Geneva, and it is a gorgeous part of the state uh, any time of year, but especially in the fall. And I specifically, so I always like to look for like specific sections of like rustic roads for photography in this case we actually shot a commercial on this road so you know it's good Mm. it's called snake road uh because obviously it kind of meanders along and winds and it is actually a little hilly the other cool thing about lake geneva is you get a lot of mansions (laughs) there's like all these crazy (laughs) homes on one side of snake road and then it's like full of foliage on the other side there's also like these canopies that go over i love when i I'm driving down a road and it's like just the whole road is canopied by these beautiful trees and fall foliage. So that's just one little tiny tip in the Lake Geneva area because I don't think I think Snake Road is very well known by the locals. I am not under the Mm -hmm. impression that a lot of travelers know of it. It's kind of just outside of town. It's not right in the action. Um, But we actually shot a Chevrolet commercial there a couple years ago and we were driving back and forth in our our traverse (laughs) getting the the fall shot. So I thought I'd throw that fun little hidden gem in there, if you will. A nice little locally kept secret that we just blew the doors off of. Mm -hmm. Exposed (laughs) everyone else. what we're here for. (laughs) That's right. Every week on the podcast, we feature a county, but what I think many people don't know is just how much the Wisconsin Counties Association does for the state of Wisconsin. So let's give them a little extra love today. WCA is dedicated to improving the quality of life for all Wisconsin counties, all 72 of them, and implementing road services and other programs to meet the needs of Wisconsinites. You can learn more about WCA and everything they do for all 72 of Wisconsin's beautiful counties at wicounties.org. They also have a magazine and an e-newsletter where you're going to see some content from us. So go subscribe. good neck exercise. I love Bob into that. All right. Our behind the scenes segment is back. I'm excited about this one, Mariah. We had uh, one more episode from season 33 in our back pocket that premieres this weekend where you and I head to Manaqua. <gasps> yes. It's a beauty of a show. And this week we're joined once again by motion media manager, Teddy Meyer. It's a lot of M's. Hi, Tedward. <laughs> hey, how's it going, Eric and Mariah? He, f- he hey. filmed this episode and welcome back to the cabin, Teddy. We're glad you're here. I am glad to be back in the cabin. So we did a lot of cool stuff up in Manaqua. Uh, we've got a lot of stories, some of which we'll share, some we won't. Uh, and uh, <laughs> it was fun. We stayed at the waters of Manaqua for each of these trips and uh, experienced it in multiple seasons. And uh, Mariah, you did some really cool outdoor stuff. Yeah. I mean, this is, I- I've obviously known Manaqua for a long time. My parents used to go snowmobiling there like every winter. And so when I was a kid, I didn't get to go with them. So Monaco is always this like mysterious, elusive destination, like off in the <laughs> land of Wisconsin. As a kid, Monaco too feels like super far away. And <laughs> it's kind of funny sounding as a child. So it was awesome to finally get to, obviously with Discover Wisconsin, I've been there several times now, but this is the first time we've done 
a full show on Manaqua in many, many years, I think. And I get asked about this destination a lot because it's really an iconic Northwoods getaway for so many people, probably arguably one of the most iconic Northwoods destinations, I would say. I would say it's very popular with people from Chicago and Minneapolis too. So yeah. it's, it draws a lot of out-of-staters. Yes, yeah, so in islands. I just want to do a little before we dive straight into what we did. Like it's, it's, it is considered to be the island city. It's basically surrounded by water, and you feel that as you drive through the town. I always kind of like the makeup of the town as you're driving through because it kind of turns into these one ways, and then you come back <laughs> the other way. And uh, you've got the lake on one side and the charming downtown on the other, and everything is very Northwoods-themed. It's just really cool, again, quintessential Northwoods destination in Oneida County, right? That is correct. Okay, I was really second-guessing <laughs> that because I'm so used to talking about Vilas County, but this one is in Oneida County. And it's right along Wisconsin's backbone, US 51, and it's mostly freeway up there now. So it's a, it's a much quicker ride to Minocqua than it used to be. Mm -hmm. So as you pointed out, yes, uh, there was a big amount of uh, outdoor recreation featured in this show. No surprise there when you're talking about a destination as beautiful as Minocqua. So I let's kick things off with the kayak fishing. So I've done a lot of fishing for the show, but never out of a kayak. This was a first for me. And it, they're a legitimate fishing kayak here that we got set up with. So it was fun. Like you kind of sit, I don't know how familiar you guys are with fishing kayaks, but you Not sit. Not at all. Are they yeah. designed a little differently? Or? Yeah, they actually are. I, I assumed I would be, and I know some people do fish from like a traditional kayak, my dad being one of them. Yeah. Um, but these are, is it the Hobie brand? I think is what they're called. H-O-B-I-E, I think. Sure. Um, they were very souped up vessels. They <laughs> are. Yeah, they are. And so you kind of sit up on top of the kayak, like you're, you're propped up. And I think that's maybe to give you more mobility. It also makes it a lot easier to get somewhere quicker. I had a good time. Me and Andy, our videographer, were like racing in these kayaks <laughs> because they're so, they pick up speed. They seem to pick up speed a lot faster than a traditional kayak does. So I'm and not you're not here. paddling with a paddle. You're, yeah. it's you're all using your feet. Right? It's all foot controls. I think you can, I think we might have, I think we did have paddles in the boat, okay. but I, it was all foot. You can steer easily. I am not an ambassador cool. for Hobie, by the way. This is not me <laughs> trying to sell fishing kayaks, but I think the guy that went out with us, he was so nice, but he was probably like, Man, this girl like doesn't get out much because she was so <laughs> so obsessed with the actual watercraft. Um, so once I learned that, I was like, okay, then I had to do a little bit of fishing. But we were on this beautiful lake just outside of Minaqua, and we I think we caught. I mean, he caught like five or six fish, and I ca I want to say I caught at least three. Um, we did a lot of drone up there, which was I mean, it was so beautiful. It's the classic, you know, get on being on a kayak and having a drone above head is like to me like the classic Discover Wisconsin shot. Um <laughs> and there's a yeah, th I think there were not I'm trying to think if there were other people on the lake. I think we pretty much had the whole lake to ourselves. So well, yeah, that's kind of the beautiful thing about being up in that area is you can have a lake to yourself. You don't really run into people when you're out fishing or exactly. kayaking around and things like that. I think you were just impressed that you just didn't have to paddle. You could just use your feet. <laughs> yes. It felt like so easy to multitask mm -hmm. to, yeah, be able to get to wherever you want to get to on the lake rather quickly, but cast the whole time. Like we were just letting line out the entire time we were moving all around the lake. Cool. And I'm, when I'm, a, when I'm fishing, I'm like, I'm a mover. I want to just constantly feel like 
action is happening, whether you're actually catching a fish online or not. So that was kind of fun to like just constantly be moving along the shores. And I had a couple fighters on the line, which made it really fun. And it was stunning. It was a really beautiful day. So are those kayaks a little wider so you can keep your balance better while you're like fighting to reel in the fish? Or? Uh, I mean, they might be a little bit wider, but not much. Okay. But you they're just you feel stable on them if that's what you're alluding to. You definitely feel safe and like you're not going to tip over. I was a little iner- like unsure at first, but you feel good on that. Is there also like a lot more space in the kayaks? I feel like we're, we are supporting this. Right? <laughs> <laughs> the like segment is poles, brought to you by many, Hobie. Yeah. How many poles? How many like? How much, like, can you fit a tackle uh, box in there and stuff? Or? I, yeah, yeah, you can. You can. I mean, I, I'm not going to say there's, like, tons more room than you would have in mm. your – but I may think at your feet, maybe straight behind you, there was, like, a little cooler type to compartment thing behind me that I put my phone and other things in. So, yeah, um, <laughs> yeah and I'm sure you could have a couple different pulls out. I'm not a multitasker in that way. I just one at a time for me. But, um, but yeah, it was it was really fun. Well, you need space for your equipment and your fish and your beer. Yeah, mm-hmm. so, got yeah. you got you covered there. There was one moment in the segment that you were like, do I really have to kiss it when you were holding up the fish? Was that your guide who had suggested that or was mm, that a producer I think suggestion? That was probably Andy, our videographer, because every time I do fishing, like that's the thing I get asked. I'm like, gosh, darn it. Does Eric get asked? To all- do you have to kiss fish on the show, Eric? I have never been asked to kiss a fish on the show. Well, this is just I was going to say, I think I've done that a lot. I've done it. I don't. I think I did it in Richland Center. Yeah, I had to kiss the fish, yep. and the guide was like, "Don't keep it out of the water too long." <laughs> so I had to like fish, kiss it, and chuck it. Um, that's what every ex-boyfriend. I no, just kidding. <laughs> wow. I this is turning into a Katy Perry song or something. <laughs> that's amazing. I kissed a fish and I liked it, and then I chucked it. So what else did you guys get up to in Manaqua? Well, well, you know, as long this as you're talking about... It's not just a kayaking episode, yeah. by the way. That's like one minute of the whole show. <laughs> so we're talking about great drone shots, Mariah. I guess then I'll talk about our snowmobiling mm. experience in the winter. And uh, there are so many great snowmobile trails in that area between Oneida and Vilas County. What, 1,600 miles of trails? Yes. Snowmobiling trails. So it's incredible. You have so many trails to choose from and they go right through the heart of Manaqua and some old rail lines and bridges across the lakes which is a really cool bridge to traverse and then all the forest land and I got some incredible drone shots like when I was out there on the lake and they were just like go out there and open it up and steer around and turn around and that drone just kept following me around (laughs) and uh it kind of looks like a commercial for for the snowmobiles because it just I actually look cool in it, which is a very rare thing. <laughs> Teddy, how did you manage that? Yeah, what a feat. Oh. <laughs> well, Eric's just a cool cat, so it just makes it very easy to do. Um, That's true. Yeah, it was, uh, I remember that. I just had Eric just release, I go, just go as far as you can, and the drone will follow you around the lake. So he's just trying to lose the drone a few times. <laughs> so I'm whipping the camera back around to like try to find man him. Man versus drone. Pretty much. <laughs> um, I think man wins on that because the drone only lasts for like 20 minutes of the cold. <laughs> yeah. yeah, those batteries don't last too yeah. long when it's, what, but, what was it outside? Like 15 degrees or yeah, something? Yeah, something like so, that. Yeah. But it was, it was great. You know, we got to hit the trails. Uh, we had some awesome guides with us to like kind of show mm-hmm. us around and hit it up and then we actually got some snow falling down too during that ride which was like that was expecting it that was gorgeous gorgeous. yeah and then also trying to fly the drone through that 
and it's a tiny little drone so sometimes you lose it so you're like okay am i <laughs> am i clear and we're flying the drone towards the snowmobile <laughs> it, was, it was kind of funny in the one day teddy we had we had some sunshine for a while we had a lot mm-hmm. of overcast and then we got a little snowfall so we yep. got a little bit of everything so we got a true wisconsin winter out of that day and to give you an, a sense of Minocqua, we were less than a mile from downtown where we got the snowmobiles and took off and we just wound through the wow. town in some yep. cases. So it's yeah, it all pretty very, remote. Yeah. It's all very close by. Yeah. Hmm. What was your favorite thing to film, Teddy? Honestly, I've, when I heard about beef Rama, I <laughs> was very intrigued. I love red meat. <laughs> I love beef. <laughs> so um, I was like, yeah, this sounds fun. So I ate so much food and so much free food. I honestly, when you get, when you have a camera with you, people just like, Hey, you should try this. You should try that. So I felt like a judge, but like not being like, Oh yeah, this is really good. Oh, this guy over here, he was doing this. And so filming that and seeing these people's, uh, you know, their hobbies, their love for grilling and just like people coming out just to enjoy just a wonderful day, uh, Beforama and just I think the thing that really got me was the smells. You know, it was mm. just such a great smell. I love barbecue. I love when you grill out just that smell of charcoal and just I don't know. Now this sounds like a beef commercial, beef hitting the grill. <laughs> like <laughs> just like the charcoal smoke and things like that where it kind of works out. But that was the most interesting one to film because it was just an all-day event. People dressed up as cows. It was just like again, people just getting their beef on pretty much how do you just gloss over the fact that people are dressed up as cows like it was just a natural like it's a typical wisconsin thing it's not just a handful of people it's a bunch of people majority of people we've all got our cow costumes in our trunks ready to party you know ready to party (laughs) where'd you get yours eric well, uh, actually, Jenny, the producer, this is such a Wisconsin conversation. We were at the Waters of Minocqua <laughs> talking about the Beefarama shoot, which was the next day. And uh, Jenny had said before, she said, um, do you have a cow costume? And I said, no, I don't happen to have one on me. She goes, okay, I have one in the trunk. See? So, so Eric's the one exception. Pulls that out. Person. Seven was about 730 in the morning we started, Teddy. It was an early start yes, that day. Yes, it was a very early start. And it was a I, long day. It was a long day, but very delicious. Very and fun. I emerged from the waters <laughs> at Manaqua in my cow costume, which you will see in the show. And um, it's epic. I, I, well, I had very to start epic. with some. I had to start with some attitude or some cowditude, yes. if you will, <laughs> because uh, the first move of the day was actually pre-calorie burning, because I took part in the rump roast run, mm-hmm. which is a five k run that uh, precedes Beefarama. Yeah, did you actually run in that whole race? I didn't run the entire race. Way to call him out, Dave. Yeah, <laughs> Dave. It's called TV Magic, Dave. Looks Come like on. I did in the show, but thanks for blowing That's what we cover. do here. We blow the cover on the TV Magic. It's behind the yeah. scenes. It's I did true. run. I ran the first. I ran the first several blocks, of course, because yep. I wanted to get shots. And I'll tell you something: when you're wearing a cow costume, you work up a sweat awfully quickly. Oh yeah. yeah. So you ran like a point two k. Yes. Put it on your car. Yep. Point four. <laughs> yeah, what was the Apple Watch saying that? <laughs> yeah, my Fitbit was like, "You got fit- a ways to go, buddy." There you go. Yeah, yeah. I, Ain't I no will, TV magic here. I know yeah, what you're doing. <laughs> I will admit that cow costume was definitely not the most breathable 
<laughs> cow costume to run in. It, so. me, it was a chilly morning, so I was kind of glad to have it when we started. You looked like the Gucci of Wisconsin. <laughs> it was you were just high fashion. It looked oh, yeah. good. You were striking the post. I mean, we have to, like the editing of that part was really funny too because uh-huh. it's very dramatic with the music and <laughs> yeah. like the zoom into your I re- face and yep. it's. I remember funny. Uh, Jenny. That's what I, made it fun. Yeah, Jenny and I talking about that to like how to reveal Eric in a cow costume and stuff. <laughs> and we were thinking like, you know, the action hero suiting up style of things like that were. Yeah. I should have had a cape. Yeah. We should have put you in a cape and stuff. <laughs> a fancy like, you know, belt buckle thing. Yeah. Like yeah. the close up, the zipping up, the buttoning up, you putting on the glasses <laughs> and then it's finally revealed that you're in this cow costume. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can't think of any other way to start that show. Oh, there it is. There's the joke. Couldn't that help it? <laughs> yes. But Beefarama itself was great. I was in an eating contest periodically. Uh, I get put in those. So oh, yeah. Two huge beef sandwiches, mostly bun, mm-hmm. which was a little <laughs> tough. I had like one and a third down before the guy next to me won. Was but... he dipping it in the water? That's I've yeah, seen that yeah. trick a lot. Yeah, yeah, and it just gets gross. Yeah, <laughs> you'd rather. I, I'm not a fan of soggy bread. That's but like this guy, like so the guy, they would eat the roast beef right away, and then okay. they would dip the buns in water. Oh my to, god, yeah. you not throw it. up. Oh, <laughs> that's so gross. I, I would I have been surprised if one or two people did. <laughs> so. That's where I'm very happy I don't get. That's where you get typecasted into those. I am <laughs> quite all right with that. <laughs> You'll kiss fish if you don't have to. I be mean, in if I don't have to eat eating it. competitions. <laughs> eating competitions. Yeah, yeah, you kiss fish. I do eating competitions. There you Boy. Go. Glamorous lives indeed. Right? The thing is, uh, what I liked about Beef Arama is just how nice and everyone was. You know, yeah. like people are just willing to like talk to you about like what they're doing, what they're grilling, what they're cooking up. You know, and it's not just like all beef, like people were doing, you know, pork and chicken and things like that. I think I saw a few people roasting some vegetables up and things. So, that's the most jalapeno poppers that you yep. had with the jalapeno poppers. I got a Bloody Mary from, you know, it was just like, it just felt like one of those like neighborhood parties that you go to and like, hey, buddy, like, I got this for you. You want to try this out? And, you know, they, they're <laughs> cooking these samples up for people to taste and try. That's awesome. So, Every Bloody Mary had either bacon or a beef stick in it, too. It was funny. But, yeah, the the collection of people who really take pride in their culinary skills, you can sense the passion in what they do. Mm-hmm. And, really, they basically the whole southbound lanes of 51 as it goes through Manaqua's, as Mariah noted, charming downtown, that whole area is just blocked off, and it's just grills one after the other and spits and all kinds of uh, just sizzling deliciousness all the way up and down those streets and everybody's just having a great time. Uh, if you're a vegan, it's not a great place to hang oh, out no, particularly, <laughs> but, uh, as you noted, Teddy, somebody was grilling vegetables, which yep. I didn't even notice. Yeah. I, I <laughs> must well, have that. The flavor of meat is in there. See, everyone is welcome. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Were you on the skajoring shoot, Teddy? Skajoring? Uh, no, I believe that was Andy. Oh. Uh, that one. Did we work so. together at all on the show? I don't honestly. I don't think we did. I did just winter and fall. Skidoring is winter. Yeah, but I did the winter park. Like that is winter park. 
But I wasn't on the ski tour. <laughs> Are you sure you weren't there? Are you sure? I <laughs> no, think you were there and if you, wanted, you don't know it. If you, you want to know, you were there, I was, Teddy. Okay, I was I was there. Just I got along with No, that. I got like yep. I so was what there. was skajoring? <laughs> so skajoring was amazing. Um if you love dogs, it's it's heaven there. You <laughs> You get to see all these dogs running around and then people actually cross-country ski with their dogs. So, um, very convincing, very convincing. <laughs> and, you know, there was one time, uh, this guy, he, uh, had a dog and then it just got loose and it ran off, but it ran the whole trail and then it came back. What? That happened? Hmm. Yeah, that happened actually. Oh. <laughs> it did? Yeah, Maybe you were there and I wasn't there. Yeah, yeah why don't right, you tell you us there? how skajoring actually was? Actually was. <laughs> okay, well, yeah, Teddy's right. Skajoring is basically human on skis being pulled by a horse or a dog. Mm -hmm. So I think the traditional sport of skajoring is actually with a horse. Yeah. Um, in Wisconsin, hmm. I think we mostly use dogs. And uh, they, I've never done this before. I'd seen it but I'd never actually done it. And uh, they partnered me up with one of those big, white, fluffy dogs that I love so much. Yeah. <laughs> I forget what kind they are, but its name is Akiak. I think that's how you pronounce mm. it. And I asked them to partner me with a dog that's particularly lazy, ideally. <laughs> and Akiak was like, they took like they took my direction very seriously because Akiak would not move at all. Like We're like, okay, ready? Three, two, one, go. And Akiak sat there. <laughs> wouldn't move and then her owner had to like run down the way while we had cameras near the owner she had a treat in her hand and eventually <laughs> went but at like a just super slow like turtle space so i'm like can you guys speed up this footage because <laughs> i don't look very cool but it's it was it, it actually made our show open you and i think yeah. with the angle that andy shot it at it does make it look like i'm whizzing right by but don't don't be fooled i'm going at like a two mile per hour pace if that i it's feel like funny. that's in the credits or something where, where you're trying to like come on Akiak, let's go let's go <laughs> <laughs> now why was josie not cast for that role Joe's, you want to speak for yourself? She's right on the floor. Well, if you see her right now, you would know exactly why she was not cast for that role. She's <laughs> probably lazier than Nikiak. Uh, Too she lazy. Would, she would be interesting in that. I mean, she actually can be super hyper, but uh, she's only 30 pounds, and that might be a little f unfair of a weight like issue. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Akiak was a big, big dog. Although I was actually really surprised to see how many little dogs were pulling their owners and they love it. Like those dogs yeah. are excited to be out there. So <laughs> it was really fun. And Teddy's right. If you're a dog lover, it's like, it is heaven to be there. And they're just so happy and excited to be, you know, their owners are just being lazy on the back and everyone's <laughs> racing along. I guess there's a reason they don't try ski drawing with cats. Huh? I'm sure it's been done. Don't give anyone <laughs> yep. those ideas, Eric. Yep, there you go. <laughs> Absolutely give them their ideas. Post a video, too, around the campfire. You'll just have to put, like, a cat toy in front of them. PETA, we had nothing to do with this. Don't come at us. This was Eric. Go at him. Hey, cats can adventure, too. Hey. We already talked about beef I think PETA's already paying attention. Oh, yeah. 
So wait, right? Was that that weekend where there was like races going on all weekend then, or at Winter Park? Yeah, Winter yes, Park. Yes, there yeah. were like activities all weekend long, from what I remember. I did a tiny bit of cross country skiing, but I was mostly there for the skijoring. Winter Park is beautiful, by the way. Oh yeah. We did crash our drone that day. I remember it got stuck in a tree. Oh. We had to go retrieve it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see, that's why I wasn't on the show. If Teddy was there, we would yeah, have had no drones drone. stuck in pine trees. There we go. <laughs> Exactly. No, Winter Park is gorgeous. I remember filming there for like just B-roll day and just getting cross-country skiing and snowshoeing around there. And yeah, it's like a winter wonderland. <laughs> you you know, and it's a perfect area to, if you want to learn how to cross-country ski, you got so many awesome people to teach you like the basics of cross-country skiing and what to do. So and it really kind of drives me that I want to do that now is cross-country ski. I feel like every time I go somewhere to go cross-country ski, I want to like learn how to cross-country ski now. It's one of the yeah. best workouts you can you can have is cross-country skiing. It's a frustratingly good workout. It's one of those sports where you're like, how hard can it be? And then you do it and you're like, oh my God, this yeah, is you the ski hardest uphill sport. Sometimes. Yeah. I mean, I, well, sometimes when you're going uphill, you're like, you can't even ski. You're like, at least in my case, you're just like ladder stepping because yeah. you're like, I can't. My legs are done, <laughs> but it is a great workout. Anything else in Manaqua that we want to shout out? Oh, there's so much. We're looking forward to oh, seeing yeah. Snowy Cromer this this winter. Not to be confused with Stormy Cromer. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's some grouse hunting featured in the show. We actually interviewed a um, a cool photographer who likes to go to Manaqua with her camera. Great spot, obviously, for any sort of nature outdoor photography. Um, and the waters of Monaco, we mentioned this, but we do a whole segment on the waters and it is a very iconic Monaco resort with a little water park. And it's, we had a lot of fun there. Really yes, cool spot. The, you can access really the trails friendly. from yeah. right there. So, and if I could just say one thing, like this was kind of cool cause we just concentrated just on fall and winter and not like, you know, Monaco was awesome all four seasons, but like, it was just really cool to come up there to do a fall and winter shoot. Great. Uh, for yeah. it, you know, especially fall time where the leaves will start changing. Gorgeous. I hope like, more drives. people will consider taking trips in the fall and winter, especially with the social distancing going on right now. There tends to be way fewer people out. And when they are out, they're definitely spread out. It's not really a season where people kind of like mm-hmm. pack, you know, into into events in different places. So I think it's the perfect time to plan a fall or winter getaway if you're not typically looking to those seasons to get out and about. Yeah. Think about it. Well, thanks, Teddy. Well, thank you for yes, having thanks, me. Thanks, Teddy. Yeah, it's nice to have you. Come back soon. Bye, guys. Bye, Bye Teddy. Teddy. Feels oh, like a long time since we've used that sound effect. It's true. Indeed. We don't really have that many guests. It's hard to do that when we're doing Zoom podcast yeah. report, recording <laughs> or mm-hmm. Swadcast. All right. I owe some of you guys some serious shout outs. You know, I love reading your reviews and I know I left some subtle hints or threats (laughs) encouraging (laughs) you guys to leave reviews. And you did. You listened. They weren't that subtle, Mariah. No, you don't think so? (laughs) I'm not really a subtle person, but I kind of want to call this segment like the humble brag segment because (laughs) I feel like it's just self praise all the time. Okay. I know we had like four or five. I asked Ellen to pick a couple here. Here, so I don't know how many we oh we just we do have one so we'll have a couple for next week too okay Great. so this is DB and WI titled my son loves the cabin 10 years ago I moved to Wisconsin with my fiance now husband who grew up here but left shortly after high school I've grown to love the state and our son is proud to be a self-proclaimed Wisconsin kid 
He also loves listening to The Cabin. It's so fun to hear him get excited when you mention somewhere he knows. An extra kudos to Ellen for tossing Rudy's in lacrosse into the drive-in episode. Nice. I love the podcast because not only is it something we both enjoy listening to, but every single episode has me making mental notes of new places to see and visit. Thank you all for sharing your love and enthusiasm for our beautiful state. Thank you, DB and WI. I love that. Yeah. That was really nice. Did you get any screenshots of people sharing? I know you had. Which which episode did I that. say that into? Do you I'm remember? I'm not sure. It was a couple ago. Oh, it was? Okay. Because I got mm-hmm. some messages, but I haven't got screenshots. Okay. And I Still was, waiting on those. Well, and I realized, well, you can send screenshots via Instagram, but I did get some messages from people saying they've shared it or they or they gave a, their opinion on what, what shows they'd like to see us do. And I've got cool. them stored in my head. But yes, no, we love that. Obviously, we can't do this without you guys, our listeners, and you know, sharing is caring. That's obviously the best way to kind of get the word out about what we're doing here. So spread the love for us, and thank you for that. Mm-hmm. Indeed. All right. Now, we are sticking with the fall theme next week. A good time of the year to do it. And we'll be covering best fall getaway destinations. We've talked a lot about summer spots, obviously, the last couple months. Now that we're changing, still a ton to do across the state this fall. Let's face it. The weather's probably the best here in the fall, right? I think so. Mm -hmm. Before it really gets cold and the snow flies. So we'll be discussing the results of our East versus West episode also next week, (laughs) uh, which came out uh, a week ago on September 1st. Uh, We put a poll up on Around the Campfire, and we will unveil who won. It's probably us, right? We shall see. (laughs) Nervous laughter. (laughs) (laughs) today's episode of the cabin was hosted by me mariah haberman eric paulson and dave janice produced by me alan and dave tune in next week for more campfire conversations and insight into the world of discover wisconsin the cabin is a production brought to you by discover mediaworks to learn more head to discovermediaworks.com and don't forget to leave a review and here's this week's installment of know your wisconsin happy football Along Highway 10 in Nielsville, the High Ground Veterans Memorial Park seems to rise up from the rolling hills of the region. The High Ground is located on 150 acres. It has tributes and memorials from World War I all the way to the present day. It allows veterans, their families, and the public to come and see memorials, see the tributes, but it also has events that help veterans throughout the year. Those events include the annual Ride to Remember Motorcycle Rally, which raises awareness for the High Grounds Veterans Programs, and people from all over the state embark on a multi-day bike trip to the High Ground during the Heroes Ride, which honors the Wisconsin soldiers who lost their lives in all conflicts from Vietnam to the present day. The name itself has meaning. When soldiers part in a tactical situation on a battlefield, uh, often we would say to each other, I'll see you on the high ground. Because the high ground on the battlefield is sort of the end. It's the objective. It's, it's where you finish when you win. That's where you want to meet your buddies when it's over. It's a place of peace and rest. I want people to recognize this as a place where our veterans and their families can come and be safe and seek tranquility, and maybe even a a measure of self-forgiveness. That may be a strange thing to say, but I think if you've carried a rifle and fired at another human being, there has to be an element of that. This place has a magic unlike any place I've ever been. You have to experience the high ground 
to really walk away with that part of it in your heart that's going to stay with you. And it will. And now you know your Wisconsin.